Welcome to the Work Wonders Podcast, where we simplify HR for small business. I'm Angela. And I'm Susan. Let's dive into today's episode and see what you've been wondering about. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about HR myths. You've heard us talk about our profession, human resources, and along the way, Susan and I have both heard some funny little things that we would call a myth in our profession and we'd love to tell you about them. So let's get started. This is the Work Wonders Podcast. Hi Angela, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Good. I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into this because, you know, like me, over the years, people say a lot of stuff about HR and what they think of HR. They do. This might be a good opportunity for us to set the record straight, maybe? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's go. (laughs) So you want to go first? Sure. Look, one that I always hear is that HR is all about paperwork. We're the ones that make the forms and force people to fill out the forms, <laughs> all of that. The policies and procedures. Yeah. There's a lot, right? There's Need, recruitment. Yeah, needing a position description yeah. before you recruit someone, when Payroll. you just want to get someone on board. Yeah, yeah, there's lots. And, and when you're reviewing someone, there's a big form usually you know, to do with someone's performance. And um, yeah, look, there's a lot of paperwork, but there's a reason behind that, isn't there? Well, I guess. <laughs> is it is it just to be annoying? No, no, oh, absolutely no. not. Okay. I don't think so. Look, I think it helps to standardise a process, certainly when you're thinking about recruitment or payroll, things like that. Um, it helps to simplify having to think about a whole bunch of things as well. When you've got a new person starting uh, and you need to know a certain amount of information to put in their payroll system, for example, um, having a form helps you do that. So it is the um, compliance aspect as well. Yeah. So making sure that we're not breaking the law, Mm. one thing, but also that we don't end up on the front page of the newspapers for things yeah, (laughs) that might happen in the business. So hopefully some ways um, managing employees' behaviour and managers' behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, So that's all part of policies and procedures as well. Yeah. So if we're not all about the paperwork... No, I think there's a lot more to it. (laughs) What are we about? (laughs) Well, look, interestingly, some people can think, depending on which side of the business you're on, if you're an employee, sometimes they can be a little scared to come to us because they think, oh, they're just all about the business. Their interests are just about the business. They don't care about me. And on the flip side, a business owner or a manager or that sort of thing might think, oh, they're just about the employees. They're just here to look after them. Yeah. Not my interest, not my bottom line. Yeah, HR is the meat in the sandwich. Mm. And we are. And sometimes it's quite a difficult line to walk, isn't it, really? Yeah, it can be. Because you have access to a lot of personal information. Yeah. And you have to know how to manage that. Mm. And I think that's a very important skill. For, yeah, confidentiality for, and knowing when to speak and when not to. Um, and what's appropriate and I guess treating everybody with fairness and respect no matter what part of the business they're in. That's it. We like to think that we're being fair as much as we possibly can while meeting the business requirements. Yeah. Because essentially, you know, we're there to help the business at the same time as making sure that the employees get heard and have, have a voice. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's about compliance and mitigating risk. So, you know, we don't want businesses to fall into that place of having a bullying claim or, um, you know, paying someone incorrectly or 
an unfair dismissal claim and a lot of the work we might do is is preventative in nature to stop those things from happening. Yeah, so while those things can be perceived as being on the side of the employee yeah. in some cases, um, they're actually happening to protect the business. Mm. Uh, one thing that irks me, yeah. <laughs> something I object to, is that impression that HR's there for the hiring and the firing. Oh, I hate that word, yeah. firing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, there's a lot more. Oh, there's so much in between. So we've talked about the employment life cycle before. That's a term we know and love, I think. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, So that's talking about everything from when an employee begins working with your business right up to when they exit your business. That's the life cycle of employment. But there's so much between the beginning and the end. Yeah, definitely. So... Like what? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, you know, there's obviously payroll and work health and safety involved. There might be enterprise bargaining agreement if you, you know, don't just go off an award. Yes, and there's other things like, you know, how engaged you're, are your employees, mm. what are the values, the culture. The culture, yeah. How are you translating that into the everyday, you know, business activity yeah. that your employees are involved in? Yeah, and so how you're reviewing your staff, oh yeah, training them, developing yeah. them, and your managers as well. And then there's all those other things that we know fit under our HR banner. I'll refer you back to episode, I think it was one, Susan, where we talked about what is HR. That'd be a great one to go back and listen to if you want to know more about that. Are you enjoying the Work Wonders podcast? We started it to help people just like you. If you have questions, please send them through via our website and we'll make sure we cover them in future episodes. Yeah, of course, another thing that um, people think about HR is that we're there to spoil all the fun. Oh, yes. This comes up every Christmas party. Christmas party, party. yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so people, not necessarily, we want to keep them safe. We don't want lots of people intoxicated and that sort of thing. And the sort of things that can happen when people are intoxicated that they might regret later. Um, So, yeah, it's not that fun being a wet blanket. Yeah, sometimes it does feel like you are there to make sure everybody's safe, um, you know, and that can not always be the fun thing to do, but it's necessary and it's, you know, even at a Christmas party, for example, it's a work event and so you want to keep everybody safe. Your job doesn't necessarily end. No, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty hard because we like to have fun as well, Yeah. Don't we? Another myth, well, I guess it's a misconception more than a myth, is that HR just costs the business. It's a cost centre. Yeah. I remember being told this way back when I started my uni degree that it was something that, you know, a lot of business owners think, oh, HR's that thing I've got to do, but it just costs me money. It doesn't actually add to my bottom line. Mm. So can we talk a bit about how HR can be strategic and not be just a cost centre? Yeah, I think HR can be absolutely strategic and I think the benefit of the business is if we are um, doing that. So we can absolutely save money, save money to that bottom line and add, add to that for businesses when we think of things like keeping employees more engaged and mm-hmm. more productive in their job and ultimately retained for longer, um, less turnover, less recruitment costs, that sort of thing. Another thing related to that, of course, is training and mm. how training is often cut back. You know, as soon as a yeah. business is in trouble... Um, they want to cut costs on training. And longer term, that's a bit of a false economy. 
Yeah, you'd much better invest in the people you have and keep them rather than having to start all over again. Yeah, and possibly pay more. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about mitigating risk as well, you know, so those things we talked about, a lot of those things like unfair dismissal or a workers' comp claim, um, any other sort of claim can be quite costly for a business. So all the work we do in advance of stopping those things from hopefully happening is, is saving money. And this is where we like to be consulted um, before there's a problem? Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because we would prefer, <laughs> rather than cleaning up some mess, yeah. um, to be proactive and help the business to be proactive, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think you might have even heard this too, Susan, that, you know, oh, we only need to tell HR when there's a problem, they'll come in and fix that. Yeah. <laughs> That's Actually, one. I heard an analogy the other day that is um, probably relevant to this, and that is um, if you treat HR that way and bring it in when, you know, things have got really bad and you need someone to help you clean it up, it's basically like parking the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff oh. <laughs> instead of having a guardrail at the top of the cliff. Oh, that's a great analogy. Yeah. I love that. I thought you might like that. <laughs> Another one I hear a lot is, oh, you're here, someone must be getting fired. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. So there's an assumption that if HRC is in trouble. <laughs> did I say a lot, did I? <laughs> Do you have such a reputation, Angela? <laughs> no. I'm surprised. <laughs> no, but I guess there's an assumption that, you know, HR means business sort of thing, that it's only on the trickier end of the scale when something's yeah. gone wrong. So. Yeah. There are probably occasions where employees have only dealt with HR or had any experience with HR um, when there has been something critically wrong. You know, especially in big business, I'm thinking, Mm. where, you know, they might not cross them in the halls and that sort of Mm. thing every day. Mm. And that just reminded me of one area where I think, and I'm pretty sure you'll agree with this, we'd like employees to get more involved with HR and that is in having career conversations. Oh, yeah. And having discussions with them about, you know, their potential within the organisation or even training that they might consider to take them further in their career, not necessarily in the organisation. Uh, because when you're sick and tired of your job Mm. and feeling like it's not challenging you anymore and you decide you're going to leave, well, it's too late for us to do anything about it then. What would be really lovely (laughs) is that if people came to us and said, you know, I I need more challenge or, you know, I'm interested in doing this job that someone else is doing or, you know, this part of someone else's role, um, HR are the perfect people to help facilitate that for you. Yeah, absolutely. Another myth that I love is that HR don't do numbers. Ah. You know, they're uh, they're not accountants. They're, they're not good with all the accounting reports, you yeah. know, P&Ls and balance sheets and things like that. Well, and I they don't really get numbers. I have heard it said you're either a people person or a numbers person. Mm. Um, But look, I think there's a lot of numbers in our profession, especially when you think about payroll. Um, Some businesses do encompass payroll under the banner of HR, some don't, Um, but it certainly does play into what we do. But more than that, there are so much points of data and statistics that we grab from our um, work that we do. So I'm thinking about if we were to do a culture survey of staff, there's a lot of data you can grab from there in terms of um, how people are tracking and you know what trends mm. are appearing, mm. and then having to represent that data in a way that makes sense to other people. Yeah, yeah, translating it to what it means for the business in a monetary sense. Yeah, and something that people can take action on. Yeah, 
The same with, you know, retention, keeping people in a job rather than resigning um, and all the statistics around how quickly you can recruit and replace yeah. someone that's, you know, leaving. Um, um, Calculating your rate of turnover. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's all that reporting around equal employment opportunity. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And, and yeah, even if we think about um, when there's changes to the awards or when there was the ERO to do with the um, Shads Award and so on, there's a lot of uh, numbers that come into play there as well that we need to interpret to understand what effects that means for the workforce. So even getting your head around the details mm. in an award, yeah. you know, some of the modern awards, although they were supposed to be simplified, <laughs> are really quite complex yeah. and there's pages and pages of allowances for different aspects of Yes. Job. Are you thinking about the construction of work? Yes, I am. It's <laughs> <laughs> a quite tricky one. Yeah, exactly. Um, then there's just the basic calculation of remuneration and, yeah. and benefits. You know, if the business decides to give out bonuses, mm. it's usually, often, up to HR to calculate how that all fits yeah. in with everything else and yeah. when and where. Yeah, even statistics about, you know, how long people have been in the business, who's been Mm -hmm. there for five years, who's been there for ten years or more, long service leave, you know, all of that. So there's lots of things. Performance appraisals is another area where we sometimes have to look at numbers. Yeah. Definitely data. Never ending. There we go. We are good at numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've got to (laughs) be. We've got to be both. We've got to be good with people and good with numbers. Yeah, when you were saying about they say you're either a people person or a numbers person, I was thinking there's probably numbers people who say that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was actually. It's funny, isn't it? Well, we hope you've enjoyed us talking about some of the myths and misconceptions around HR. Hopefully it'll give you some insights into where we're coming from and what we think we can offer in a business. And do you have any myths and misconceptions about your career in what you do or what your business does? Let us know over on our LinkedIn page. We'd love to talk to you more about it. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. listening to the work wonders podcast hit the subscribe button now to never miss an episode and if you've enjoyed today we'd love you to tell your friends and leave us a review what are you wondering about let us know over at our website workwonderspodcast.com.au see you in the next episode